People in the Play in Their Historical Context Phyllis Wheatley, approximately 18 years old. She has the fine features of a member of the Fulani tribe, from what is now the northern part of Nigeria, West Africa. Blessed with a brilliant mind, a flair for language, and the ambition to excel as a poet, she has support from the family she serves in pursuing this ambition. Small and on the frail side, recovering from consumption, she is the household slave of John and Susanna Wheatley. Mary Wheatley, late twenties, daughter of John and Susanna Wheatley, twin sister of Nathaniel Wheatley. She is somewhat frail. A brilliant student, she is assigned the task by her parents to tutor Phyllis. She is devoted to her family and to Phyllis, whom she has tutored for the past ten or so years. Like other Wheatley family members, she is a devout Christian. She is attractive and married to the Reverend John Lathrop of Boston. Susanna Wheatley, early sixties. She is the wife of John Wheatley and mother of the surviving children, twins Mary and Nathaniel. She is a devout Christian and a member of the Old South Congregational Church. She is devoted to Phyllis and particularly supportive of her efforts in writing poetry, and a proud promoter of Phyllis's work. She may be America's first stage mother. John Wheatley, 69, he is the patriarch of the Wheatley family, husband of Susanna Wheatley, and father of Mary and Nathaniel. Socially prominent Boston tailor and merchant shipper, he owns his own ship, the London Packet, for trade with England. He is proud of his accomplishment that he has built the family fortune by his hard work and good fortune. He is conservative in politics and business, and a staunch loyalist. He is of medium height and somewhat overweight. Nathaniel Wheatley, late twenties. He is the son of John and Susanna Wheatley, and twin brother of Mary Wheatley. He is thin, athletic, handsome, and a bachelor. He is involved in his father's business and heir apparent to take it over. Like his sister, he is devoted to his family and to Phyllis. He has helped tutor her since she came to the family at the approximate age of seven. Unknown to his parents, he has put his name to an attestation five years prior to the time of the play, that he is a member of the Sons of Liberty. Thomas Hutchinson, early sixties. He is to be the last civilian governor of the province of Massachusetts Bay Colony and like his ancestor, Anne Hutchinson, who was exiled from Boston in the 1630s for her alleged heretical religious beliefs, to die in exile, he is destined to meet the same fate. From a wealthy trading family, the House of Hutchinson, he spent most of his life serving in various political offices from Boston's Board of Selectmen, 1737, to member of the legislature for a decade, to lieutenant governor, Chief Justice of the Supreme Judicial Court, even though not trained to the law or a member of the Boston Bar, and finally Governor, tall and imperially slim, distinguished-looking. He was filled with a sense of his own superior judgment. He was a staunch loyalist, convinced that those organized in opposition to the King's policies in New England were in error agreeing to serve, although reluctantly, in the dual capacity of governor and chief justice, earned him the undying enmity of two powerful advocates of independence, James Otis, Jr. and Sam Adams.
Hutchinson supported the Stamp Act publicly, but said he opposed it privately. At the time of the play, he was still optimistic that a break with the mother country could be avoided and the factions reconciled.